Welcome hey, hey, hey. to the angry. You guys are really pissing me off right now. Masons. Masons. With your host, Vice and Hendershot. And sometimes PDP. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the angry Masons. Welcome back, Angry Mason Nation. It's episode 29, and today we'll be talking about wacky news, and we're going to take a peek into the paranormal. But Ryan, I'm a little bummed this week. Why is that, Dan? Well, first of all, I've been working so hard lately, working a lot of hours, and you know, I'm in the movie industry. I haven't had a chance to see any movies lately, and I was looking forward to this new X-Men movie. Ryan, it is a bust. The reviews are terrible. Oh, wow, that's shocking. All right. I mean, you know, I know it got delayed and they reshot the ending. uh, And maybe they haven't had a great track record. But I was kind of hoping that this franchise would go out uh, on a high note and not fizzle. What the hell led you to believe that? I said I was hoping. I could be optimistic, Ryan. Well, there's optimism and then there's delusion. And yeah, it's delusional to think that... Such a troubled film franchise would end on a high note. <sighs> well, it is the last one under the Fox banner. Everybody knows Disney has Thank purchased them. Fuck. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this before in other uh, in earlier podcasts. But uh, you know, I was just you know, first of all, Sophie Turner's in it, Ryan. So uh, very disappointing oh. that it's currently at twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it would at least be mediocre, but apparently it's like X Men three bad. Yeah, they just, I mean, I was a huge, huge fan of the source material back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, that really got me into reading was, uh, you know, reading the X-Men. Also, Chris Claremont was the writer back then, and he wrote about some of his weird fetishes, which I think that's, you know, incorporated into myself. That's, you know, another side note. Wow. Um, Wow. But yeah, it got me into reading Uh Penthouse Forum. Um, okay. Well, uh, you know, I did read some of the X-Men comics when I was younger, um, some of them from you, but generally, uh, the movies are where I've really first got passionate about the uh, X-Men when those first movies came out. So, uh, you know, to me, Hugh Jackman is, is Wolverine. See, to me, he was always too tall. Um, you know, like Wolverine is supposed to be like the animal. It's, it's short, squat, hairy, and mean-tempered, and then this is like, I don't know, GQ Wolverine. Yeah, all right, I get what you're trying to say, but uh, I still thought he was the best part of the movies. I really liked the first one. Even the second one was pretty darn good, and then it just went right off a cliff and never really recovered. See, I never really liked the first one. I was super disappointed, like, oh, we're going to turn people into mutants. Pass. Fuck that noise. Right? Oh, wow. Second one, okay, X2 was pretty good. I'll give I'll give it that. Yeah. Right, X3 was oh my god, that was garbage. I mean, X2 when they uh, storm the mansion uh and uh, Wolverine's there and the kids all get together and try to defend the place and then finally make an escape. That was a pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh yeah, I remember it being one of the one of the bright spots of that uh franchise. Right. And then, of course, there was Logan, the rated R entry. And um, I think that clearly was the best 
the absolute best movie that Fox put out with X-Men name. Oh, above and beyond. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. seeing Patrick Stewart uh, act as an old Professor Xavier who, spoiler alert, accidentally killed all the other X-Men. I mean, that was just, it was well written, well acted. It was just brilliant. I know, and I was really hoping it would start more of a trend of those uh, R-rated superhero films, although we did get Deadpool shortly after. I don't think you get Deadpool rated R if Logan did not exist before it. Well, did Logan come out first as rated R, or was it the first Deadpool? I thought... No, Deadpool I'm pretty sure it was... First. I'm pretty sure it was Logan uh, that came uh, out before Deadpool. Okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, too. You know what we have to do? We have to consult the Google machine. Ryan, every time we consult the Google machine, you're right. Ha ha! Yeah, actually, uh, Dead, the original Deadpool came out February 12th, 2016, and Logan came out March 3rd, 2017. Uh, so Deadpool was first, but uh, I have to say, there's no way that Logan, um, you know, Logan was already in production, probably already shot by the time that uh, Deadpool was filmed, or by the, at least by the time it was released. Yeah, but I think Deadpool gave uh, the studio the confidence to put out another R-rated movie, only this time with a more recognizable character. I don't think there was ever any way that Logan was going to be PG, though. How do you edit down that movie uh, and make it PG? I just don't think it would work. Well, I think that's the reason all the other movies were piss poor, because they were PG or PG-13. Right. And Hollywood never learns its lesson. They did the same thing with the Terminator franchise. They went from rated R, a great series, and then slowly turned it into a PG-13 series. And uh, it was total trash. Because they think they can't sell action figures for rated R movies. It's totally not true. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, Predator came out. And I saw that. How many times? Oh, probably too many. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, the good news is now that James Cameron has ownership of the Terminator franchise again and uh, he's producing the newest movie. Uh, and I believe the director is uh, the same guy that directed the first Deadpool. So uh, and it's rated R. So you can't go wrong with that. Well, we'll see. So that's what's been bugging me all week. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. I think I'm still going to go check out this X-Men movie. Uh, maybe I'll have a little bit of a review for it. But man, it just makes me a little sad. If they're accepting free passes, I'll... All right. Well, what about you, Ryan? You got a Bumble update for us this week? Yeah, I do. I uh, let my subscription run out. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's that's too bad. So I guess you, you kind of gave up on it. Well, yes and no. I mean, I I did alter my profile a little bit. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me just pull that up right there. Um, so my profile used to read... I'm loyal, kind, except in traffic, and I live to make others laugh with mixed results. And then I used to have a, a line where it says, if you ever used to grind on your teddy bears and now want to do the same thing with someone with a penis, you can just call me Teddy Fuckspin. But I changed that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And you wonder why he didn't get a, you know, a tidal wave of responses to that. You know, it's the damnedest thing. Yeah, I thought for sure you'd be so popular after reading that. 
I mean, who doesn't want to grind on Teddy Fuckspin? Well, uh, uh, apparently, uh, everyone. Yeah, apparently. All right, so I guess you're just going to let Bumble go. That's sad. Uh, I'll probably get bored and, and reinvest. Yeah. I like right. silently judging women I have never met and probably never will meet based on their photographs and mm-hmm. quick little blurbs. Well, how's the progress on your, uh, you know, wheelchair bound girlfriend who's on her way from California? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She might have been caught up in uh, in one of the panhandle states. Or, uh, one oh, states, yeah. that's too bad. Well, you know, if you're out there, wheelchair girl, uh, just drop us an email at um, angrymason at catlover.com. Ugh. You know, speaking of the uh, the Gulf states, I want to give a little shout out to... Um, we want to call him Super Fan Jason, uh, but I think it's more appropriate if we go with this moniker. Alabama! Man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's his official theme bite now. He's our official Alabama man. Absolutely. And uh, he gained notoriety because he actually replied to uh, our posting on Facebook for episode 28, where yeah. I listed my fave five uh, Hollywood celebrity women. Uh-huh. And, and what a list it was, by the way. Brilliant list, if I say yes. so myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you Sorry. can actually see gifts of everyone on the list on our Facebook post for episode 28. And they are entertaining. If you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. But he had the criticism of saying that my list was invalid because it did not include Shakira. Well, at first, when I read that comment, I thought, what do you know? What are you talking about? And then he put that Shakira gif up there and uh, can't argue. You could really, uh, you know, trim that list down by one and fit Shakira in there. I I don't think it would do any any harm. You know what? You, an Alabama man, are more than welcome to make up your own fave five list and post it to our Facebook page. You know, it doesn't even have to objectify women. You have your fave five dog breeds who may actually someday want to kill you your fave five ice cream flavors or like i'm going to reveal next week our fave five porn actresses and like i'm going to <laughs> reveal this week my fave five women wrestlers Woo! <laughs> oh god all right go ahead and give it to us ryan what are your top five women wrestlers fave five remember branding um, oh mm-hmm. so we'll start at number five Going with a cheeky Australian who goes by the name of Tony Storm. She's blonde. She's young. She's a firecracker. The only reason she's not higher on this list is because during the last um, May Young tournament that they had, Uh it looked like she had like dirt in her armpits. I mean, they're probably just moles or something, but yeah, it looks like she had dirty pits. So she got dropped down the list because of dirty pits. Okay. Uh, That seems to fit well. It seems legit. Next. (laughs) Uh, the next is um, the pirate princess from Japan, Kairi Sane, who drops a mean elbow drop from the top rope, much like the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess I'll just have to take your word for it on, on that one, Ryan. Dan, what's not to get? She's a Japanese pirate princess who drops an elbow off the top rope. <laughs> oh, how silly of me. <laughs> okay. All right. Carry on. Number three is another Australian. This one goes by the name of Peyton Royce, and she is just lovely. 
Uh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I know you're usually par- partial to Australians. I uh, left my heart and uh, some genetic material in Australia. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Number two. Uh, this woman, to me, looks like literal eye candy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She has, like, pink hair. She dresses up in all these crazy colors. She dyes her tongue blue. I'm talking oh. about the one and only Liv Morgan, who is just, yeah, yeah. All right, Liv Morgan. Okay, got it. I actually know who that is. I've actually seen some photos of her, so uh, I can't argue with that one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And okay. number one. Number one. Just because there's something about me I like. I, I like women with resting bitch face. I don't know what it is. It's like mm-hmm. if I can get them to like me, I've achieved something. Right? That's, uh-huh. that's that, my fucked up mentality. That explains so much. Doesn't it? It does. But anyway, number one is Alexa Bliss, who is a oh. multi-time uh, WWE Women's Champion. She's only five foot tall, but she's oh. spooky. I bet she is. I mean, she would be if I ever met her. Oh, gross. All right, so there you are, your fave five women wrestlers. And, uh, well, I got no argument here since I don't really watch wrestling. My only question is, how many women wrestlers are there? <laughs> you know what? There's there's quite a few. Uh, a lot more now than there used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day, you could either, like back in the 80s, you either rub one out to Wendy Richter or the fabulous moolah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you were watching the uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And I did. And I of course did. you did. Of course you did. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Your fave five uh, women wrestlers. If anyone has some comments on that, you know, uh, sh- make sure you reach out to us on Facebook or, uh, you know, by email. AngerMasons, catlover.com. Or again, uh, come up with your own fave five list and post it. We don't care. We're easy. Sure. And uh, if we see some good ones, we may even share that on a future episode. So uh, let's see how that goes. So uh, now that we've got your uh, top five, well, fave five list out of the way, Ryan, I think it's time to jump into the show and let's uh, get started like we always do with a little bit of wacky news. Ryan, what edition of wacky news would be complete without a trip? To Florida to talk about our favorite Florida man. Uh, it's the only thing that keeps me humble. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that keeps you humble are the Florida man stories, huh? No, I guess not. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is what is always remarkable about these stories. It's not the fact of what the crazy things that people in Florida do. It's the crazy things people in Florida do and still get arrested for. And uh, this first one here uh, happened when a uh, Florida man was arrested on a domestic battery charge, Ryan, which, uh, you know, is not too unusual for Florida man. I mean, I kind of picture Florida man as a uh, uh, sort of sleeveless white T-shirt wearing trailer park living wife beating kind of guy. Oh, yeah. You, you better believe that Florida man gave the wife beater its name. And that's not cool. And no. totally not ag- not totally against. Any kind of domestic violence whatsoever. Just want to put Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I always feel like if the man is going to start some violence against a, you know, his partner there, um, I hope he gets his ass kicked by her. Uh, you know what I mean? Because frankly, if I took a swing at my wife, I'd be in the hospital. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's how dicks get chopped off. Like that Chinese oh. Yeah, because, you know, when he was drunk, he was talking some shit to a girl, uh, woke up in the morning, bloody pants, uh, dick laying next to him. So that's what Ooh. happens. Yeah, poor little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Micro penis. So uh, this Florida man was actually arrested uh, after dousing his sleeping girlfriend with a bottle of ketchup because he thought she was having an affair. I... Don't see the correlation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What made him think, I'm going to pour something on this bitch for cheating on me. So I think what it's going to be is ketchup. Hmm. Like, does she have a tomato allergy or? <laughs> Did he find... Maybe that's what it is. Attempted murder. <laughs> Can you find no other condiments? Like, you know what? You pour relish on me. We're going round and round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, officers responded to a home in Pinellas Park early uh, Sunday where they found a woman covered in ketchup. The woman's boyfriend, uh, identified in a police report as 37-year-old Peter Wagman, uh, denied the condiment attack despite having, quote, ketchup on the right side of his pants. <laughs> he was caught red-handed. <laughs> you couldn't resist that one, could you? No, I was expecting the uh, the womp up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That was pretty good. I'm not going to do that to you this time. That one passes. <laughs> uh, police said the woman, quote, woke up to ketchup being poured on her by the defendant as the defendant was yelling, that's what you get, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I suck around and all I get is ketchup poured on me? Okay, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> I... First of all, he got arrested for that. I mean, is it really a crime to pour ketchup on somebody? If that was the case, then every woman who threw a drink in a guy's face and stormed out of a restaurant should be arrested. Oh, my God. You're not going to the straight pride parade, too, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. I am not. Okay. And actually, I actually saw that happen live once. Uh, you know, I, I was a waiter when I was younger, and I worked in a restaurant in Gainesville, and... Um, I saw a girl get up, pick up her drink, throw it in the boyfriend's face, and walk out of the restaurant. Wow. You know what? Fun fact. You may not believe this. I have never had a drink thrown in my face. I find that hard to believe. I really do. I have been uh, kicked in the nuts, but I've never had a drink thrown in my face. I'll take the drink in the face. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I would prefer the drink. Well, one good Florida man story deserves another. And uh, we're going to go from condiments to something else. When a Florida man was arrested after an alleged culinary confrontation in which police say the 27-year-old hurled an ear of corn at his mother's head. Wait, that's a crime? <laughs> Relax, Mom. I'm not going to chuck any corn at your head. Okay? I love you. Oh. Yeah, his name is Cody Cummins. He's 27 years old, and he was arrested at about 3.30 in the morning after being accused of the corn kerfuffle at his Zephyr Hills home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The alliteration, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, uh, Cummins is accused of throwing the corn cob at his mom. Officials said the woman was hurt, but didn't sustain any injuries in the food fight. I mean, I'd be hurt, too. Like, emotionally. Like... First of all, we don't throw food. And <laughs> number two, we don't throw things in the house. 
No, uh, we we don't do any of those things uh, unless you're a Florida man, I suppose, and th- and then you do. I just don't understand how condiments and a corn cob uh, equal domestic battery or an assault charge. Do you think it was payback for being named Cody? I didn't think of that, but uh, now that you said it, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I'd be mad at the world too. I throw all mm-hmm. kinds of shit. <laughs> well, let's hope Cody straightens up his act. Uh, because uh, otherwise he's going to end up a crim- uh, a real criminal like the uh, next two Florida men that we're about to talk about. Oh, it's a cornucopia Florida man. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. Well, uh, two wannabe thieves decided they were going to break into an ATM and uh, steal all the cash out of it. Okay, um, I'm on board with this. Victimless yeah. crime. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's just stealing from the bank and they can afford it, right? Uh, so uh, they made their preparations. They brought a uh, crowbar. They brought a blowtorch, and they were wearing uh, they were wearing masks. So what could go wrong? Uh, nothing. Sounds like the perfect crime. Yeah, but instead of cutting the machine open with the torch, the bumbling would be thieves welded the metal part shut and ended up leaving with nothing. And as they walked away, the guy wielding the blowtorch pulls up his mask in disgust. Oh my God, what assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office uh, is uh, looking for the pair and uh, urges anyone with information on the bungled blowtorch burglary to give them a call. What's with you and the alliteration tonight? Uh, uh, this is I'm just reading the articles, man. Uh, these are some really bored Associated Press reporters uh, who are just trying to bring us the Florida Man news. With a flourish, I see. I have to be impressed with all of the ingenious ways that a Florida man can continue to be arrested for food. (laughs) Well, let's leave Florida and head to Louisiana for another food, uh, weird food related story. Louisiana man is just like Florida man, only he's harder to understand. (laughs) He's just all like, (laughs) I think that's what he sounds like. (laughs) Well, uh, occasionally, Ryan, uh, everyone knows that 911 calls are there so that the police can come and save you. uh, Or if you have some sort of emergency like a fire or, you know, medical emergency or something like that. But occasionally people need to be reminded to keep 911 calls limited to emergencies. What kind of frivolous shit was this about? Well, the Slidell Police Department said someone called 911 to report the Taco Bell ran out of both hard and soft taco shells. Oh, come on. That's that's not frivolous. That's a legit <laughs> emergency. Well, uh, the police even say, while this is truly a travesty, the police can't do anything about it. Hopefully they're replenished in time for Taco Tuesday. Lazy-ass police. What do we pay them for? I just want to know what possesses you when you get there to think you're going to call 911. What are they going to do? Send out a car with emergency taco shells? Oh, that'd be so awesome if they did. (laughs) All right. You know what? It would. But I wouldn't expect it to happen if I called 911. I would expect them to want to know why the fuck I was calling 911 when Taco Bell was just out of shells. See, the thing is, you're expecting someone sober at night to be eating Taco Bell. Drugs or alcohol were definitely involved. And you know what? I think that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Louisiana is probably a bit of the shine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our next story comes from Indiana, Ryan, where uh, people are also 
not always considered to be the uh, brightest of the bunch. At least that's what I used to hear when I lived in Ohio. Really? People from Ohio calling other people stupid? Oh, they very much look down on people from Indiana when they're in Cincinnati. I don't understand it, but it's a thing. How or what? You got you to gotta get rid of that hubris, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> totally unearned, I might add. Uh, but let's not go down the rabbit hole of me telling you why Cincinnati sucks. And uh, let's just talk about this man from Indiana. And his name is Issa Amir Ishtawi. And he was 20 years old, Ryan. And um, he is not the brightest criminal around. Um, okay. How so? Well, uh, first he decided to break into a home and then pulled a gun and fired the weapon and, uh, fired several more shots outside the home, striking one man in the foot and then fled the scene. Damn. Yeah. That's he's, he's hardcore. Yeah. I mean, in Indiana, I mean, that's super hardcore. What he didn't think about was how he was going to make a getaway. He didn't want to do it on foot. So uh, he got a little ways away from the incident and decided the best thing to do was to call an Uber and uh, and get a ride home that way. Oh, my God. You know why this is not a Florida man story? Because either Florida man can't spell Uber or he has a flip phone or he yeah. already has a one star rating. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I think you just covered all the eventuality of if a Florida man tries to order Uber. I think yeah. that's exactly what it is. He's probably using Cricket Wireless and is like <laughs> 70 years old and has that flip phone from 1999. So eventually the police spotted the suspect in the vehicle and stopped the car, uh, taking Ishtawi into custody. Uh, investigators said the rideshare driver was very cooperative, but shook up by the entire incident. The man has been charged with several felonies, including aggravated battery with a handgun, battery, intimidation, criminal recklessness with a handgun, having a pistol with no permit, and God forbid, possession of marijuana. Oh my God. He probably got a two-star rating from that driver. <laughs> oh, you didn't get a one? You think he got a two, huh? Well, I mean, he may be tipped. <laughs> yeah, you think maybe when the police pulled him over, he's like, yeah, I'm getting arrested. Here's a little tip. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to at that point, right? I mean, because you did kind of commit them to aiding and abetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that you could be right. Uh, clearly, the driver saw something wrong when this when he picked this guy up, he probably looked a little bit shady on the side of the road after shooting some people. So how fast can you drive? <laughs> <laughs> Always a bad sign when you're an Uber driver. <laughs> All right. Well, our last story, Ryan, goes back to Louisiana, where now, Ryan, this sounds like something I think you can appreciate. <laughs> All right. Michael, uh, Michael Camo, who's 47 years old, was arrested at around 2 a.m. Friday after police officers responded to a complaint about an intoxicated man refusing to pay his bills at a gentleman's club. Uh, I, I don't see myself in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, the funny thing about it is this guy was actually the principal of Holy Family School, a Catholic K-8 school uh, near Baton Rouge, and uh, he was in town on a field trip with the kids. Do I have to point out the obvious here? At least this guy was caught with women who were of age. So I think <laughs> they're right. moving in the right direction. Yeah. They just, you know, got a couple more humps to go over. I guess that's the Catholic Church for you, Ryan. They're not molesting little boys anymore. Instead, they're going to ha hang out and get drunk uh, at 2 a.m. at a strip club. And then not pay them. That's not and, cool. You always tip your dancers. Always tip them. <laughs> 
Well, uh, he was allegedly discovered standing in a road and refusing to move uh, after several requests. Um, and not only that, he allegedly had a service dog uh, with him at the strip club. <laughs> is that extra for a lap dance for the dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. Do I'm they not have so like sure. a? Do they have like a little uh, like stripper French poodle that'll kind of just rub up on the dog or? I'm just happy to hear that the strip clubs in Louisiana are accommodating for people with special needs. <laughs> like deadbeat principals. <laughs> Ryan, if you were ever planning on becoming a Catholic school principal, you probably should mark that off your list because, uh, you know, all that temptation is going to bottle up and you're going to end up at the strip club. You know, I think that opportunity passed me by. So eh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would not make it through the interview process for that job. No, probably no. <laughs> First question, do you like strippers? Yes. Oh, you can't. <laughs> you, that's a real knockout question. It's right at the top of the... When anyone who says yes to that uh, does not continue. They're working their way through school and other shit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the wacky news. And um, Ryan, it's time to get a little bit spooky. We're going to look into the paranormal. You forgot the branding again. It's peak or peer into the paranormal. Oh, I'm, I apologize, Kid Boucher. Go ahead and uh, tell everybody uh, what we're talking about today. First of all, it's Mad Boucher because I don't want to end up in jail. And mm-hmm. we're talking about cults. You know, it's ah. a weird thing. I actually kind of always wanted to start my own cult. You know, nothing, nothing big. Wow. You know, just like a sex and drug cult. Um, yeah. You know, grow some like uh, sorghum and uh, some hemp and, uh, you know, just wear bed sheets all day and, you know, have sex when it's agreeable. And, you know, you have mentioned this cult uh, idea of yours over the years, Ryan, and I never took you too seriously. And when you mentioned that you really wanted to cover cults today, um, I had a feeling that's where you were going to go. But I want to warn you, Ryan, I'm pretty sure uh, cults always turn out badly. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Because. First off, I have a great cult leader name, right? Okay. It is the Grand Poobah of the Infinite Void. Boosh. You know what? Uh, that is a pretty bitchin' cult leader name. I have Fuck to yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's pretty good. I think you're going to get some followers just on the strength of that. Plus, you get some sweet, sweet tax uh, write-offs. Like, you know, pay taxes. How awesome is that? I just feel like you're headed for disaster here, Ryan. You know what? I know we already did it once today, but let's go ahead and consult the Google machine and uh, maybe see what you're in for. All right, everyone. So uh, we did a little bit of research. It didn't take much uh, to see that my fears are confirmed, Ryan. Uh, There are a lot of stories about cults going wrong. Name one. Uh, I have several here for you, Ryan. Uh, Cults are not just a modern trend. Uh, Even recently in an archaeological dig, they uncovered a child's bronzed hand uh, that they believe was uh, 
associated with an ancient Roman cult that was dedicated to the god Jupiter uh, Dolichinus, uh, whoever the, or whatever that was. So they were, uh, you know, what cults were around even back then, and they're chopping off kids' hands. And then uh, let's not forget about Charles Manson and his LSD cult in the late 60s. You know, that ended in murder and mayhem. See, why do you got to blame that on LSD, though? Uh, because that was like the thing they love to do. So it seems like... Uh, what if like just murder was the thing they love to do and use LSD <laughs> as an excuse? And LSD was just like a side project? Yeah. All right. Well, either way, it confirms that uh, cults don't end well. Oh, and you know what? There's a lot more, Ryan. Uh, let's not forget the famous Jonestown cult in 1978. Those are the guys who uh, laced their punch with cyanide uh, and killed everybody in the compound. Uh, don't forget David Koresh back in 93. Uh, at the Waco compound, uh, 70 of his followers died after a 50-day uh, standoff with federal agents. They all burned alive. Did not end well. Uh, also, let's uh, forget that Heaven's Gate cult back in 1997. Those were the guys that thought the Hale-Bopp comet was here to pick them up and take them to a higher plane of existence. So they committed suicide by eating applesauce and pudding mixed with drugs. Oh, that was one of the worst product placements for Nike ever. I think you're right. Yeah, they were all wearing Nike track suits, right? I think that was their deal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they thought that was the alien uniform. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Aliens wear Nike? Huh. Mm, apparently. You see what I mean? If you're a cult leader and you're good enough, you can get people to do pretty much anything. Well, Dan, first off, I said name one, okay? You just rattled some off, okay? I did. That's I right. You forgot about some. Like okay. uh, there's the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. I think they did a documentary about his cult on Netflix. They were up in Oregon and oh. everything was going pretty well. You know, the, the free love and, and drugs and all that shit. And Sounds promising. Until they tried to meddle in local elections by poisoning salad bars. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cult gone bad. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, one called the Order of the Solar Temple which was the callback to the uh, Knights Templar, which would have been all fine and good, except it was founded by a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, no, Nazis make the best cult leaders, <laughs> at least in movies. In movies, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget, a lot of people still consider the Harry Krishnas uh, uh, a cult. I mean, they're kind of harmless, though, right? They just harass people at airports and stuff. Oh, they turn people into vegetarians. What the fuck is that? Oh, that is evil. Yeah, there was one time I was actually on the UF campus while I was still going to school there. And Harry Krishna comes up to me. Like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, oh, do you want to find enlightenment or something? I'm like, uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm a hedonist. He's like, well, do you want to hear about the good hedonism? I'm like, is there any other kind? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How come you didn't uh, join up right then? I have a strict no chanting policy. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's probably a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have um, cults like, uh, you hear about this Nexium, the one where that actress from Smallville was like mm -hmm. in the high echelon and trying to basically, is basically run like a pyramid scheme. And it was all about getting girls or women to bring other women into the fold and kind of get them to be subservient sex playthings. I don't know. It sounds promising. It sounds like the uh, plot of a 1980s uh, late night Cinemax movie. And that didn't turn out well. I think there's an ongoing trial for a lot of them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor Allison Mack. 
you know, you have proven to me here is through all these examples, uh, all of them turned out horribly wrong. Yeah, I mean, and there are some now that are so big that you can't call them cults anymore. (coughs) Scientology. (coughs) (laughs) That's true. Just because something is accepted on a large scale, it doesn't always mean that it's not a cult. I mean, let's be honest. Every religion, every major religion in the world today started out as a cult. I mean, I I guess that's true. Uh, even the most widely accepted religions, if you were to go to somebody who had never heard about religion or heard of them before, they would probably think it's pretty fantastical. Yeah, so I'm not casting any aspersions against any one religion because mm-hmm. I think they're all fucked up. <laughs> all right. I think the world would be a better place if we had a lot less religion in it. You know who I want for president? I want the president who realizes that This is the only life we get. So you better think real fucking hard before you fucking push that nuke button because this is it, you know? You can't count on an afterlife, which we have no proof of. So, you know what? I I guarantee everyone who thinks about it and lives this life as this is it, like this is it. And like after after we pass away, it's just lights out. People will be a lot different towards each other. Well, you know, I think my theory is that that's the whole reason religions are around in the first place, because if all the population thought that this was it, then they wouldn't really care about uh, being good or nice to other people. So I think that uh, maybe religion was brought around in the first place just to try to keep control of people and uh, give them a reason to behave themselves. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the pendulum has swung so far that way that it's time for it to come back to rationality. Well, we'd like to think that uh, our civilization has advanced to the point where uh, science and uh, rational thinking would dominate. <laughs> nope. Over, yeah, everyone has seen over the last five to ten years with the rise of social media, clearly fake news, and uh, now people's opinion are more important than fact. Yeah, it's a shame. So we listed all these things. All these cults, Ryan, they all ended terribly. Given all that, do you really want to start your own cult? Well, you know, Dan, I actually had some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. How? How does someone who is fundamentally broken become charismatic enough to sway otherwise logical people into buying into their utter bullshit. I've been called charismatic on occasion, and I can't even get someone to drive me to the fucking airport. And make no mistake, I'm only ranting against the cult leaders, not the followers. Sometimes people start to feel overwhelmed, and they go looking for answers, whether it be through the use of drugs and alcohol, support groups, or flashing your jumbly bits to strangers on Snapchat. If you want my advice, Stick to flashing those jumbly bits and tatty bojangles. Not everyone can handle the liquor, and support groups just offer hugs for money, which is basically prostitution. To quote Creed from the brilliant U.S. version of The Office, you make a lot more money being a cult leader, but you have a lot more fun being a cult follower. Well, until someone spikes the Kool-Aid and instructs you to poison motherfuckers. Cults got a bad name in the 70s, but I think they're even worse today with social media and the internet. Hell, Cult-like trappings can even be seen in modern-day politics. Not naming any names. Like I said, I at one point aspired to be a cult leader. 
I've said that half in jest, but it turns out that I really have no desire to control people. But some people do. Like, a lot. If you ever find yourself in a group that tells you, you know what's holding you back? You think too much. That is the biggest, reddest flag that you're flirting with a cult. Question everything. Not just what other people say you should question. Question everything. And listen, loyal Angry Mason Nation, if you ever feel like you need a sense of belonging, well, that's what the Angry Masons are here for. We don't want your money until we start selling merch, but that's just an honest exchange of goods and services. Besides, how many koozies and cod pieces does one household really need? But we're here for our listeners. Hit us up if you ever need to chat. Our responses will most likely be absurd non sequiturs, but hey, that's what true friends are for. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. All right, Ryan. Well, I guess you set the record straight on cults. Yep. I mean, I thought this might help me start a cult, but I realized that there are no podcast groupies, so I'm just going to put that to bed. Yeah. We're, uh, I guess you're still hoping that that's going to, you know, that's going to happen at some point, but uh, I don't know, Ryan. Uh, We're 29 episodes in now and uh, no groupies in sight. All right. Let's see what happens after episode triple X. Baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that's really going to win him, win him over and not creep out anybody. All right. Well, uh, if you have some comments about cults or uh, maybe want to join uh, Ryan's uh, <laughs> Ryan's cult, then uh, you can leave us a comment on Facebook.com/slash/AngryMasons. Maybe it's better to drop us an email, AngryMasons at CatLiver.com. And in the subject line, put uh, Grand Poobah of the Infinite Void. Okay, there you are. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Angry Masons. You can always uh, get some new episodes or catch up on old episodes, soundcloud.com slash Angry Masons. Or you can catch us, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and iTunes. Yay, iTunes. <laughs> we do love iTunes. And uh, please um, give us a review, everybody. I mean, we need some positive reviews out there. Let's generate some buzz for Angry Mason Nation. Yeah, like I said, we're not asking for your money just your sweet sweet validation yeah that's all we really need it's the reason i started this podcast yeah it's the reason i can get an erection wow not the only reason i got pills okay. too all right well uh on that note uh <laughs> we will see all of you next time for episode triple x or hey, episode 30 if you're roman i guess uh so Uh, Look forward to that one because it's going to be a real event. We'll see you then. And thanks for joining us. See you.